Welcome to the MJV Ministries podcast, where we focus on building your faith and stirring up your passion to win souls. Take a moment to subscribe so you can stay updated with everything we do. Now here's your host, Evangelist Mike Vidalich. Praise the Lord. It's so good to be here. It really is. I want to thank Pastor Corey and Pastor Jordan uh, for inviting us uh, to come minister in their church and, and opening up their, you know, their, their pastors. So they've opened up their, their, their doors and allowed us to minister to their, their sheep. It's, it's something that you don't see. There's, there's, you know, Pastor Corey didn't put me in the office and say, hey, uh, you got to pray for this person or, oh, you got to talk about that person. I don't know anything about anybody. And he says, you have freedom. Do whatever you want to do. Do whatever you want to say. You have freedom. And that to me is, is, is amazing And because sometimes you go to churches and, you know, there's all these rules and, and everything. And they, it actually stops the move of the Holy Spirit, you know, because the only Holy Spirit wants to go where he wants to go. He's a gentleman. The Holy Spirit is not a dove. He's a person. And he wants to do what he wants to do. The Holy Spirit will never embarrass people. Amen. The Holy Spirit will just confirm a couple of things. And, and the Holy Spirit convicts. Amen. Uh, so my wife and I, we met at River, uh, it was RBI. Now it's River University. But we met. And uh, before I met her, I had allowed the Holy Spirit to do a work in me to be, to be a man of God, to be a husband. Um, to, he, I had a yield to the Holy Spirit to uh, teach me a couple of things. Amen. And it's all about a relationship with Christ. My wife and I, we've, been, uh, we've launched our ministry a couple of years back. And it wasn't until last year in August where the Lord told us to launch full time into the ministry. Um, before that, my wife worked for a very large ministry. Uh, she did all the media and all this stuff. She, she was serving. And then I would travel and preach when the doors opened. But if I wasn't traveling and preaching, I was working. Uh, men, if you don't work, you don't eat, you know, and I knew a lot of the times the Lord will tell you where you are and he'll show you the beginning and the end, but the middle is up to you. It's up to you. You have to make decisions. Nothing, nothing just happens on this earth. It's up to you to make decisions in life. Now, and now the Lord will guide you in every decision. He will lead you to all truth. The Holy Spirit is your, your helpmate. Amen. And so it's up to you to spend time. How do you know the voice of the Lord? How do you know where to go? How do you know which direction? How do you, how do you know, you know, all these things? Well, the Holy Spirit. Um, the Holy Spirit showed me one day, um, I used to get in a lot of trouble. When I was younger, my mom would take me shopping. And uh, would shop, she would be shopping at Macy's or whatever. And I would always hide from her. I would go under the clothing racks. How many, how many of you ever went under the clothing Amazing what you find and who you find. <laughs> you know, so I remember just hiding from my mom and I'm and this this other kid hanging out there. It's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> but I'm just out, you know, and my mom says, Michael, and you knew. You knew the voice of your parents. You know the voice. And I, the Holy Spirit likened it like that. See, Michael, the same way you knew your mom's voice is the same way you'll learn to know my voice. You just need to spend time. And that's what really Bible school was about. It was, it was just the beginning of preparation time. Amen? You know, how do you, how do you hear the voice of God? How do you understand? It's spending quality time. That's why it's about a relationship. When I met my wife, I didn't want to leave her side. I wanted to hang out with her 
I, you know, on the phone and everything, texting and, and everything. I, I, wanted, I wanted to spend time. I know what gets my wife upset. I don't do those things. Amen. You know, I know what her, you know, Pastor Corey was talking about uh, awkward conversation. What's your favorite color? I know my wife's favorite color. You know, talking about awkward conversations. She likes all the colors. She's more of a neutral color. Her soft tones, beiges and, and all things. Right? Am I right, honey? Am I right? Let's see. Can't go wrong with all of them. She, she likes the, like, the beiges and, and all these accents and, you know. She know, I know how she likes her coffee. Amen. That's important. You know, I know it's her favorite food. But I'm saying all this to say, spend, if you spend time with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will, will show you things to come. Amen. He'll, the Holy Spirit will tell you secrets and mysteries. Jeremiah uh, 33 talks about it. Call out to me and I'll answer and I'll show you things to come. So my wife and I, we met and someone says, where is this going? It's going somewhere, I promise. Uh, I spent a lot of time with the Lord. I, you know. That, I don't want to be your typical preacher. A lot of you have never heard me preach before. I'm not your typical preacher. I don't want to be a typical preacher. I want to do what Holy Spirit wants to do. Amen. I want to say what Holy Spirit wants to say. The Holy Spirit has an agenda, and I'm just a vessel that the Holy Spirit can count on to do what he needs to be done. I love you so much that I'm willing to tell you, hey, what you're doing is wrong, and, and there's a consequence for that, and that's not the best way. You know, that's, that's the issue with America right now. Nobody wants, to, nobody wants to say what's wrong and right because I don't want to offend somebody. You know, my wife and I and Pastor Corey and a whole group of us, we were all going on the field, and there was this group of young kids, I think firefighters in training or something like that. It was a youth event, and I just saw right away, I, I, I saw them, and the Lord said, you got to pray for them. I said, okay, Lord, okay. I said, just tell me when. And so they're doing their exercise and everything. And I'm saying, all right, not now, not now. And then they had like a little meeting. They were huddled. And the Holy Spirit said, now go. You have time. Go. I said, Holy Spirit, who do I speak to? The Holy Spirit showed me who's in charge. I went right up to them. And I told this person, hey, I'm a traveling minister. And I said, I see, I love, I have a heart for young people. And I, I was once young. And, and, you know, the Lord helped me and guided me. And, and I would just like to pray for them. That's all I want to do is pray for them. And immediately she said to me, she says, that's okay, but some people may get offended. But then I said, well, some people might not get offended. Some people might need to hear, need a prayer. And she just paused and she said, okay, but is it all right if those people that if it's not their thing, they walk away? Sure, that's okay. You know, and so I'm going to be here this week and I feel that the Lord's going to impart into you a level of boldness, a level of boldness that will be injected into your spirit where you're not going to deal and tolerate things that you used to deal and tolerate with. There, there's going to be a boldness that comes into your spirit that it's almost like eternity is on the line. And if you don't go and tell these people that God loves them, then there's no more opportunity. God's, not, God's looking for people. We are on borrowed time. And there's a dying and lost generation. The Lord broke my heart for souls. The Lord broke my heart. I'm from New York. I grew up in Long Island, Queens area. You know, I'm not, a, I'm not afraid of anything. That's what I thought. But when I got pushed to lead somebody to Jesus, that's where I felt such, such resistance. Well, I don't know. Man, I, you know, my knees were doing fellowship, shaking. Well, I don't know if that's not for me. I'll let somebody else do it. But if I don't do it, who's going to do it? That person could die. That's very much. We're driving, we're driving to go get coffee, and I'm, I guarantee there was a shooting. Somebody died. There was like five, six cops. 
an ambulance. Did that person know Jesus? Did that person know the Lord? We don't know. We don't know. And so this week is going to be so crucial for you to sit under this anointing, and you're going to receive such a boldness, such a fire in your bones. Some of you, yes, there will be miracles. People will, you might have came in here one way. You might have came in here sick. You might have came in here depressed, fear, whatever it is. That's, see, they're Holy Ghost services. They're awakening services. And I'm telling you, if you allow the Holy Ghost to do the work, he will do it. No holding back. Leave everything on the altar and leave it there. And allow the Holy Ghost to deal with it. and, and, And it's surgery. This is a week of surgery. Amen. And I promise you it will be the greatest week. You'll come out of this week with such fire that it will just propel you. I feel in my spirit that what the Lord is going to do here is going to carry you till for the next six months. For the next six months. I feel like some of you are going to get an assignment from the Lord. An assignment from God. Where if you would just do this and focus on this for the next six months, you'll promote a level. That's how the kingdom of God works. Faithful at the little, he'll make you ruler over much. My wife and I, we've been faithful with the little. I remember when we go to churches, there was nobody there. We would, we would be preaching to ourselves. We started off, we were, um, the Lord told me um, back in uh, Pittsburgh when we used to live that, Michael, it was just like the height of COVID. Michael, I'm going to get ready to send you to a new area. And I said, okay, what area is that? He didn't tell me. But my in-laws just so happened to take over a church in Illinois. And uh, I just came back from Costa Rica on a trip uh, with a friend of mine. We saw such a, we had such a great harvest of souls come in. And I felt in my spirit, let me take my wife out and, and you know, give a little R&R and spend some quality time. I said, let's go to Illinois. I've never been to Illinois before. You know, we haven't seen her parents in a long time. I'm a family person. I love family. My wife, my wife loves family. And so let's just take a road trip. So we took a road trip to Illinois. I'll tell you so much that I didn't know about Illinois because I would pronounce it Illinois. That's how, that's how far I was. I don't know anything about Illinois farmland or anything. I've never seen so much acreage in my life. Glory to God. Wow, Illinois is great. Why, why are you saying Illinois? Well, there's an, right? No, it's Illinois. You drop it. Okay. So um, I remember taking my wife there. And as soon as we get on their church property, I felt in my spirit, the Lord speak to me, this, this is where I want you. This is where you want me. And I said, Lord, that's good for me. That's, that's great. But my wife isn't going to be happy. She doesn't want to move back where her parents are, you know. And I remember we had a discussion. <laughs> we don't argue. We don't have debate. We just have nice discussions and negotiations. Amen. And uh, I remember having this discussion with my wife because she had a dream job. She worked for a great ministry that was growing and booming. It was like, you know, leaving Bible school. You worked for this ministry. You're like set. Like, this is it. This is it. You know. And I was doing construction. And I, and I was ministering to people on the job site. I, did, I worked with some yins, Pennsylvanians. That's why they call them yins. And I mean, I'm telling you, I heard every word in the book, even new words. Glory to God. I, they would say every word, every unclean. I was like, wow, okay. But I still ministered to people. My, some of my best friends I still connect with, they got water baptized. They were in churches, and, and the Lord changed their lives. But I, that was my mission field. 
And I was, I was faithful with that. I was faithful in that, you know. And when the Lord showed me that we were to leave Pittsburgh, I was like, well, Lord, you're going to have to talk to my wife. And sure enough, that's what happened. Her boss, uh, associate from the, her job, started speaking to her. Would you and Mike ever take over a church and pastor a church? And, and you know, my wife said, no, maybe. I don't know. But uh, when we landed in Rockford, Illinois, I was like, that's where we're going to be. And so we were there for two years. Make a long story short. We were there for two years. And uh, we helped our in-laws' church, you know, from 50 to 60 to now they're running over a, a double that in size. We started a nighttime service. Nighttime service is running about 40 strong. Uh, we started the food ministry, food ministry. We, we trained up a whole church to win souls. We trained up people that never led anybody to the Lord. Never once did they lead anybody to the Lord. Had no idea. They were afraid, fear-bound, everything. And from this day, there's people right now in Rockville, Illinois, trained up and leading people to the Lord. At least once a week, there's, uh, there's, there's when they do the food ministry, and there's people getting saved every single week. That's eternal fruit. That's the only thing you can take to heaven. Why am I talking about this? Because there's people here that God wants to train up. There's people here that God wants to raise up to lead somebody. That's the greatest commission. That's, that's the great commission. Amen? It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about the kingdom of God. Say it's about the kingdom of God. It's about getting the job done. Amen? And I'm telling you, why am I putting so much emphasis on this? Because that's why I feel so strong in my spirit. This week is going to be groundbreaking, not only for the church, but for your personal lives. You know, the Bible says he who wins souls is wise. The Bible says that God pays his children good wages, soul winners good wages. God will pay you to win souls. I've seen it done a million times. My wife and I, when, before we got married, before we got married, you know, graduating a Bible school, didn't have too much money in the account. And I just, you know, I said, Lord, I want to get married. The Bible says he who finds a wife finds a good thing and finds favor. Lord, I, I, want, I want my good thing. I found my good thing. Glory to God. I got to put a ring on it. Amen. Rings cost money. God's not, you know, let me say this. God's not ignorant of things that you need. Can I say that? God's not ignorant of things that you need. He's not up in heaven twisting and like, oh, I'm going to make things harder for you. No, that's the devil's job. He's made things easy and light for us. Whatever desire that you have, you could obtain that desire by doing what? Winning souls. Putting the kingdom of God. The Bible says, seek the kingdom of God first above all else. Live righteously, which that's a whole nother sermon. Living righteously is living in right standard before God. Living without sin. Somebody wants to know what sin? what is sin. I'll give you a great definition if you're taking notes. Sin is anything displeasing to God. Pretty simple. You live like that and, the, and seek the advancement of kingdom first. God will put things in your life. God will send you across the world. God will do miracles in your life. Why? Because you're about the kingdom. You want to help grow the kingdom. You want to get, you know, you get, get people from where they are to where God wants them to be. Amen. Father, as I preach this word tonight, I pray that you do what only you do. Holy Spirit, I thank you that your presence is here and I pray, Lord, that everybody will leave changed in a better way. In Jesus' name, Father, let, their, let them turn off their minds and open up their hearts to receive this message. Father, I pray right now that even right now you would begin to touch them and an impartation of boldness that would 
would be caught in their spirit. It wouldn't be taught, it would be caught. And Lord, I thank you that everybody will leave here changed and transformed by the power of your word in Jesus' name. If you receive that, let the Lord hear you with a mighty amen. 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 So my wife and I, we started our ministry, and this is like the welcoming sermon, right? So I'm going to talk about who we are, what we do, uh, and I'm going to obviously preach the word. And you're, you're going to see all the miracles God's been doing in our ministry. And what he does for one ministry, he wants to do for another ministry. He wants to do for you. People say that God, God doesn't have favorites. I say God does have favorites. God does have favorites. He works with doers. God works with doers. Praying is great, but after you're done praying, you listen, you hear the assignment, and then you go out. Amen? That's, where, that's what separates, you know, believers that are on fire from other believers. Because believers that are on fire with the evidence of the Holy Spirit in their lives, they're doing stuff for the kingdom. This church is doing stuff. This church is doing stuff. You can drive around and look at other churches. What are they doing? They're having holy huddles. I'm sorry. Having holy huddles. That's what they're doing. It's about them and their clique. But this church is a church for the community, for Cincinnati. Obviously, you live in Cincinnati. If you, if you come to this church, this is, this, is your, this is your home city. Don't you want to see your home city shaken by the power of God? Proof that you love the Lord is that you tell somebody about him. Proof that you love the Lord. The Bible says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Could it, it is power. Okay, we're doing good. We're doing good. It is power. Some churches lack the power of God. Why? Because they don't want to move of God. They're happy with where they are. That's why they don't have revival meetings. That's why they don't have great awakening meetings. That's why they're not doing anything for the kingdom because they're happy in their clique. But proof that you love the Lord is you're willing to go out into the street and tell somebody about Jesus. You're willing to do whatever it takes to do what the Lord wants you to do. Whether that means sowing a seed of time, whether that means sowing a seed of finances. Now, remember, you don't donate to God. God doesn't need anything. You plant seeds. You're obedient to what God wants you to do. And that's how you, that's how you walk into a, a fresh boldness. Because it's not, it's not my job. It's the Lord's job, and he looks for people. And I'm here as a vessel to be used by God. How many other people are here to be used by God? How many want, people want to be used by God? How many people are hungry for the things of God? There's, there's more than one level you could walk into, and I feel this week you're going to go up a level. Amen? During these meetings, I want you to invite somebody. I want you to find somebody, whether you know them, whether you don't know them, whether they're your best friends, whether you don't like the person. I, I tell this to every church I go to. I say, invite your enemies. And he goes, oh, I don't know. But actually one person invited their enemy, a neighbor that they didn't like, and the neighbor got saved, and now they have a great relationship. Miracles, amen? So just, it's, I'm telling you, this week, I feel it so strong in my spirit. Invite somebody that you would typically never talk to, or you think they have no interest in church. Because I grew up in a denominal, denominational church. I wouldn't want to invite my enemy. Because it was so, the reason, only reason why I went to church is because my mom had a wooden spoon, and she would say, you're going to church, or you're going to get the spoon. She's probably watching right now. I'll probably get the text in about 20 minutes. Like, why are you talking? I beat your kids. I came out all right, Mom. Amen? Glory to God. But our ministry is focused on souls. Our ministry is focused on the kingdom of God. We were just in Cuba not too long ago, and um, 
I'm going to share a video about Cuba because I want, I want you to see what this ministry is focused on. Who are you getting to speak here? Amen. I know Pastor Corey knows me, but I know a lot of people don't know me. And I want to show you who we are, what we're about. You know, our only motives in life, in our ministry, is to get people from where they are to where God wants them to be. You might not see where you're going, but I can see by the Spirit of God that God's got great plans for you. I don't just say that to say that you're here on a Wednesday night, hungry for the things of God. Some of you drove hours. Some of you are in hotels. Some of you, you know, you're desperate for the things of God, and God will meet your desperate needs. He will meet you where you're at. I promise you, this week will be a week of faith, will be a week of boldness, will be a week of fire that you leave here charged, glory to God, you leave here charged on fire, that you're not going to have normal weeks. You're going to leave here filled with the Holy Ghost. You're going to take back what is yours. I see Cincinnati being shaken by the power of God. The devil can't stop a move of God. No, there's more of us than there are them. Amen. So I see us being bold and reaching people like never before in Jesus' name. And if you believe that, let the Lord hear you with a mighty amen. Hallelujah. If we got that Cuba video, there's one, there's one part of this Cuba video I want to show you. Um, you could just play the whole thing. We were in Cuba for 10 days, 10 days, and we saw over 700 people give their lives to the Lord. We're going back in a couple weeks. These are all the churches. People drove from Guantanamo Bay three hours to hear the gospel preached. The churches were too small. We sat to see them outside. I'll tell you when to pause. Keep going. That lady got a brand new heart. All right, this lady right here, you can pause it. This lady right here, this is what happens when you invite someone to church. Okay? This is what happens. Her neighbor invited her to come to church, drove her to church. And she wasn't a believer. She had nothing to do with anybody, nothing to do with God, nothing. She wanted nothing to do with it. But she had a concern, and she was worried about her son. Her son was somewhere in the States, somewhere in America, left Cuba, went to America, and she hasn't heard from him. She was a concerned mother. That's okay to be concerned. Amen. And so uh, she said, could you pray for my son? I don't know where he is. And I said, absolutely. I'll pray for your son. We're, you know, get his name and everything. But right before I'm about to pray, I feel the Lord speak to me about her ear, her hearing. And I said, the Lord shows me you're, you're deaf in one ear. Is this right? And she just looks at me. And I have an t- interpreter and stuff like that because I don't speak fluent Spanish. All I know is uh, Ros Compollo. That's it. That's all I know. Amen. And so it was a joke. Amen. Tough crowd. Okay. <laughs> and so that's all I know. And so I'm talking to this lady, and she just looks at me like, who are you? You know, how do you know that? Did somebody tell Nobody knows her. Nobody knows her. And I said, the Lord's going to heal your ear. We're going to pray for your son, but the Lord is going to heal your ear. Your ear is going to come open. Amen. And so I prayed, and I simply said a prayer. I said, Lord, in Jesus' name, be healed. That's all I did. I whispered Jesus in her ear. And the moment I whispered Jesus, you could tell. We'll play the video. I don't know if we'll get to her eyes. But her eyes just like pops open. Her, her, she's just like shocked. She's like, what the heck just happened? You'd feel shocked too. If you were deaf in one ear, you couldn't hear. And all of a sudden, poof. she wasn't saved. 
She wasn't saved. She, she wanted nothing to do with Jesus. But she encountered the living Jesus. That's why this church is important. That's why you're here right now, to encounter the living Jesus. The gospel of the Jesus Christ works everywhere in this world. It works in Cuba. It works in Canada. It works in Illinois. It works in New York. It works in Florida. It works in Cincinnati, amen. And if you get just a little uncomfortable of dealing with people always complaining, oh, my body's always hurting. Oh, I'm always fighting the devil. If you would just get a little irritated and say, let me just pray for you and show you the real Jesus, you'd be seeing miracles, amen. God's not a, God, glory to God, God's not a respecter of any person. He wants people healed. Say, he wants people healed. He wants me, say, he wants me healed. I'm not supposed to live like this. He is the answer, amen. And so this, this woman, you could play, play the rest of the clip. Oh, you can pause it there. She's then received Jesus, because I, I, I asked her, I said, you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior? She said, yes. She just looked at me. A simple prayer goes a long way. Amen. Next thing I know, next thing I know, I'm, I'm preaching maybe about a half hour, 45 minutes, an hour away from where, she, where I was. She shows up. Not to one meeting, but the last two of my meetings. She shows up to each meeting hungry and thirsty for God. She says, I need more of this. She's praising God. No one told her what to do. But she just knew she had something to be excited about. That's what happens when you encounter the real Jesus. You just have something to be excited about. That you're not going to finish last. You're going to finish first. You're not going to finish sick in a bed. No, you're going to finish healthy and strong in Jesus' name. And so every single meeting, here she was. She's so excited. She wasn't like this. She wasn't like this when, she first, when I first met her. She, I was preaching, and I preach really strong, whether there's one person or whether there's thousands of people. And she was, looks like an angry woman, like this. She looked upset like her dog just ran away or something. She wanted nothing to do it. But she had no way to get back home until the neighbor drove her home. So she was stuck. Amen. Chloroform goes a long way. Let me just say that. Tie them up, get them here. Amen. And then we just rely on the anointing. And glory to God. Tough crowd. <laughs> Those of you watching, we'll cut this part out. Amen. But she, she, made up her, she made up her mind, and she says, enough is enough. I'm not going to finish last. I'm going to finish strong. Amen. The Bible says, those who know their God shall do exploits. Amen. You're meant to be a sign and a wonder. Can I say that? You're called to be a sign and a wonder. A sign points to a direction. A wonder amazes people. A wonder takes people from unbelief to belief. A sign points to people. You're called to point people to Jesus. Amen. You're called to point people to Jesus. And as you point them to Jesus, they're going to say, how do you live like this? The economy's in, in shambles. There's inflation. you got everything going on in this world. How will you have so much peace? How do you have so much peace? Oh, let me introduce you to Jesus. Let me introduce you to the King of Kings and the Prince of Peace. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's what this week is about. Each one of these meetings you sit in, you're going to experience supernatural peace. You're going to get to the point where you're so filled, where you, it's just going to irritate you. Pastor Corey, I got to go out and lead somebody to the Lord. Amen. You don't need his permission to. You don't need his permission to pray for somebody. You, you just take, a, uh, uh, you take it in your heart. Say, you know what? You see this rope? I'm going to fill it up. I'm going to fill it up with people every Sunday. This is, this is my row. I'm going to make sure there's people here that I'm bringing. 
Not for Pastor Corey, but for the Lord. Not for Pastor Corey, not for Pastor Jordan, not for any reason but because you love the Lord. And you, you're going to take an initiative to say, I'm going to fill up a row. I'm going to fill up two rows, whatever it takes. My wife and I, when we first started our ministry, we were going to church just like everyone here. We would sit in service. You know, I, I wasn't a, a, a preacher like I was preaching now. I didn't get invites like I'm getting now. But I knew I was called to reach people. There was a, there was a, a fire in my spirit that couldn't be uh, singed. I needed to reach people. And so my wife and I took it on our own accord and said, we're going to go to a local park. And th this is what we did. We bought out of our own money. We bought a 65-inch TV. I didn't even have a 65-inch TV. I had a 43-inch TV. But I bought a 65-inch inch TV to give away. I, we went, my wife and I, we flyered a community. We borrowed a generator. We borrowed some speakers. We asked other people to get involved, who's good at painting, uh, face painting, and who's, who, who wants to uh, just come and volunteer. We, we built a team in Pennsylvania, to reach people. Bought pizzas, CeCe's pizzas. They're not great, but they're edible. Amen. And uh, we did what we had to do. And we brought people to our church every single Sunday. Every single Sunday. We had a row of people. We had a, everybody, everybody that I encountered, and I was new in the area. My wife and I just moved there. But it didn't, I, don't need to, I, don't, I don't need to be in an area for a long time to reach people. My mechanic, his name is Don Schneider. By the way, I have a book, my wife and I wrote, but there's a book that we have. It's a 31-day devotional on soul winning. And if you read this book, you know, I have churches that, you know, their youth are reading this book. Oh, okay, we got a text message. <laughs> um, our youth, their youth are reading this book and everything. That was the cloud drop. You're dropping something. That was, that was good. All right. Thank you, Frankie. Um, and they're catching this vision. I, we were just in Canada, and we were traveling, and you gotta, I got to apologize because we ran out of, of merchandise. You know, so we haven't been home for about eight weeks, so we ran out. Um, <clears throat> but I'm going to send Pastor Corey some books. This way he can have them at the church. But if you would, if you would just take a, a, a read of this book, you can actually go on our website. I think you can download for free a couple of chapters. Um, it's on soul winning. And so we were had to write this book so people would be trained up and, and understand the importance of winning souls. And so my friend Don Schneider back in Pittsburgh, he's my mechanic. And so while we were in Pittsburgh, um, I had to get an oil change, had to take care of my truck. I loved my truck. Drove a 2012 Cadillac Escalade. I think if Jesus was alive, he'd be driving a Cadillac. I'm just saying. And so... Um, a friend of mine told me about the mechanic shop, and I'm sitting there waiting for my oil change, and this young kid is at the counter, and I'm just going up, you know, I just, I'm bored. I'm a people person. I just talk, talk to the kid, hey, you know any good restaurants, and I'm new in the town and everything. And so we start talking, and he asked me where I'm from, and I start sharing on my testimony. You know, you should know your testimony. Everyone here has a testimony. You should have a long version of your testimony and a short version of your testimony. You know, uh, you can't sometimes sit three hours and talk to somebody about all that God's doing. But you could have enough in you to make it quick. And so I'm just talking real easy. And then all of a sudden, this guy from the back room 
kicks open the door. I had no idea it was there. Older gentleman. And he says, where are you from? He start, and he yells at me. I'm like, oh, my goodness. <sighs> there goes my car. He's definitely going to scratch it up or something. I just irritated the wrong person. Now, all these things are going in my mind. All these things are going in my mind. I just, yeah, I'm just going to put sugar on my engine, and that's going to be it. Truck's going to be gone. And he says, where are you from? And I told him where I'm from. What church do you go to? I was like, great. Now he's going to tell my pastor. He's going to get me in real trouble. He's going to tell my pastor. And, I, and I, it's, we're talking, talking, talking. Next thing you know, he's like, well, I, I want to come to church with you. I'm like, glory to God. I said, okay, we, I can do that. Here's the address. Here's the address. And this is the Holy Spirit, you know. This is, this is the Lord. I give him the address. That was Saturday, Sunday morning. I go to church early. We serve. Amen. How many people serve here? Okay. Be serving. Um, and so all of a sudden, I didn't tell my wife. I just told my wife I met this guy, and he's coming to church. He's going to be sitting in our pew right next to him. You know, if you would tell somebody that, that you have a seat for them, hey, why don't you come to church? You can sit next to me. Chances are they'll come to church because nobody likes, us, nobody likes to be anywhere by themselves. Is that true? driving and you know we're half hour from church and a church alive is worth the drive amen and so we're driving and and I'm on the highway my wife's doing her makeup in the car and everything all of a sudden this car comes behind me and I see him in the rear view mirror but I'm not paying attention who's driving and I'm like oh great road rage here we go let's go it's Sunday morning I got I got a gun on me let's let's do this guy's like driving aggressive like what is this devil trying to do it's too early from this I got delivered from road rage amen <laughs> I'm ready though I'll protect my wife amen I have a good lawyer amen it's quiet it's okay if you need a good lawyer I know a good lawyer amen um, <laughs> so all of a sudden, my wife looks at him, and she says, honey, do you know him? I said, "Hun, I'm focused on driving. I don't want to see anybody. If this guy makes one move, that's it. It's game over. And he's like, but it looks like he's pointing to you, and he's honking his, this guy's honking his horn. And I take a look, and all of a sudden, I was like, "Hun, that's the guy, Don Schneider. That, that's the guy from the mechanic shop. And she's like, who? I said, the guy. Remember I told you about the guy? The guy, the oil change. And she's like, okay, honey. And so he follows me to church. I get out of the car. I park and everything. I'm like, Don, what's going on, my friend? He's like, you wouldn't believe this. I put the address into the church, and it wasn't working, but I knew the, the address. I knew, like, the area. So I figured I'll just start driving to the church, you know. So I lived right maybe five minutes from him. So when I get on the highway, he gets on the highway. He recognizes my car because he just did the oil change. And this guy follows me to church. Glory to God. I'm telling you, all you got to do is make it an effort to invite somebody. And you'll be surprised who follows you to church. Amen? You'll be surprised. And so all of a sudden, you know, he tells me what's going on and everything. Well, this guy, he sits right next to me in church. And then so I'm looking, I'm observing, right, how is he doing in worship. You know, I'm like pressing in, hands up, football, touchdown, you know. And I'm looking over there. I'm like, oh, man, I hope he likes it, you know. Let me say this. There's no pressure on you. All the pressure is on the Holy Spirit. You're in, a, you're in a church that loves the Holy Spirit. So there's no pressure for any. Nobody needs to perform. No one needs to, you know, hey, you know, next time I'll get you like a free lot. No, you don't need that. You just need the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
And you'll be surprised that all of a sudden, end of service comes, and he beelines it out. I was like, oh, great, we lost him, hon. That's it. Let me not get my car oil change done anymore from that place. And then all of a sudden, five minutes later, he comes back. He's just had to use the bathroom. <laughs> see, how, see how much you get into your head? He must have not liked it. He ran out. Now I got to find him and explain what didn't you like. Did, did you not like the talking in tongues? You know, did you not like the worship? Did you not like when people got touched and, and, and they were, you know, fell out under the power of God? You know, what didn't you like and everything? But he loved, he, he felt the anointing. He didn't even know what it was. Christians don't know that terminology of the anointing. What is the anointing? But he said, I felt something so strong. It's just like, this is where I have to be. And I'm telling you, not only was he there Sundays, but he started coming on Wednesdays. He started coming on Sundays, uh, church events. This guy gets water baptized again. He says, I, I just need, I just, he's like, he goes up to me and he's in his 80s, right? He's in his 60s, okay? And he says, hey, Mike. And he's like a yins, you know? Do you think I can get water baptized? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure you can. He said, like, I think I really, I feel like, you know, I don't know, something's telling me. You know, in, 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 my, in my, he points to his stomach. Something telling me my gut that I have to get water baptized. And I said, that's the Holy Spirit, my friend. That's, you're going to be all right. He gets water baptized. He owns this mechanic shop. He puts a big John 3.16 billboard on his mechanic shop. He's giving away Bibles in his mechanic shop. He's telling everybody about the church that he's involved in. He does mechanics. He's, he's taking care of all, all the maintenance on the church's buses that they had. He's using his gifts. He doesn't, you know, and I, I, how did that all that happen? That all happened because one person decided to start sharing the gospel. One person decided, I'm not going to deal with sin in my, my city. I'm not going to deal with drugs in my city. No, I'm going to be bold enough to speak against sin. I'm going to be bold enough to speak against, uh, uh, un, you know, you might lose me on YouTube, but the whole thing with the LGBTQ+, it's all an attack. It's all an attack. It's an attack on the younger people. The Bible says in the book of Acts that your young children will, okay, we got, we got Bible readers here. Your young children will prophesy. Your young children will prophesy. Well, how is a young person going to prophesy if you have somebody say, oh, well, you could pick your gender. You could, you could change whatever you want. When I was seven years old, I didn't even know what I was going to wear. How, how are you going to rely on someone to pick a gender? Come on. Don't you understand the wickedness that's going on? That's what happens when they try. That's what happens when wicked people take over. But what could happen when one person filled with the Holy Ghost gets on the scene? What could happen when one mom filled with the Holy Ghost says, enough is enough. I'm going to teach them what's right and wrong. I'm going to go in PTA meetings. I'm going to proclaim the gospel. I'm going to use my power to push righteousness. Glory to God. You start speaking like that. Glory to God. If you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Romans. Is this okay? Anybody receiving anything? Is this okay? Everybody? No, actually, let's go to... Oh, man. This is going to be good. I... I there's so much in my spirit right now that I can say where these next couple of days are just going to be so powerful. These next powerful, these next couple of days, you don't even see what's happening right now. Like, I, I just see the hand of God just falling on people. 
It's like your mind's getting renewed. It's like your, your, your eyes are opening to see, seeing the truth of God. Hallelujah. You know what happens when you be bold for Christ? Romans, I mean, Acts, the book of Acts. Chapter 28. And we're going to go to Romans afterwards. But I just, I felt the Lord just put this scripture in my spirit. Acts chapter 28, verse 30. For the next two years, Paul lived in Roman, in Rome. At his own expense, he welcomed all visitors. He welcomed all visitors. He was a friendly person. Verse 31. Boldly proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus. And no one, say no one. No one tried to stop him. That's what happens when, you, when the anointing of God comes on you, when there's so much boldness in your spirit, when you say enough is enough, I'm not, my city is not going to go on fire. My, enough is enough. There's going to be no more drugs, no more prostitution, no more people getting, uh, dying on drug overdoses, no more shootings. Apostle Paul said, I welcome everybody, boldly preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's how you preach this thing. We're bold, not, oh, well, you know. You shouldn't really do that. God might not like. No. You get, no one's going to listen to you. But when you have the fire of God, when you know that the greater one lives inside of you, you know that if you don't do it, who will do it? That boldness comes on you. Say, no, enough is enough. My city won't be like this anymore. I'm going to see Cincinnati shaking. I'm going to see people healed. I'm going to see people all. I'm going to see crime go down. Glory to God. It's not just some pipe dream. It's not just some wish. No, it's the gospel being preached. Boldly preaching the gospel. Say boldly preaching. Come on, that's good if you're Baptist, but you're Pentecost. Say boldly preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That's what happens when this word comes in your bones and you just live and breathe it. You don't tolerate things. You don't tolerate sickness. You don't tolerate stupid people. Huh? I don't tolerate ignorance. Ignorance is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting the same result. They're ignorant. The Bible says my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Knowledge of the word. Knowledge of you don't have to be broke, busted, and disgusted. Knowledge of you don't need to be sick. Jesus paid for our sickness 2,000 years ago. I don't need to walk around being sick. Oh, I don't need to call a pastor. Oh, Pastor Corey, it's been a real big battle. You know, I'm fighting the devil today. He's really, he's really pressing in, and I, and I just don't know what I'm going to do, and, and so on and so forth. It's like, no, you're not a weak Christian. Since when are Christians weak? Since when is the Holy Ghost weak? Glory to God. We're meant to stand and, and, and speak things into existence. No, my city's not going to burn in flames. My city's going to be a Holy Ghost city. My city's going to see miracles. My city's turning around. That takes faith to do that. My city is getting breakthrough and turnaround in Jesus' name. Poverty is leaving my city. Finances are coming into my city. Drug dealers are leaving in Jesus' name. Drug dealers, hookers are going away and hookers are getting saved. Glory to God. Come on, son. Drug dealers are getting saved. 
Those trap houses are turning into Holy Ghost houses. Come on, somebody. It takes faith. It takes you to have a little crazy and just to say, enough is enough. My city's not going to be like this. But as for me and my family, we're going to serve the Lord. As for me and my family, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to preach with boldness. Hallelujah. If that's for you, let the Lord hear you with a mighty amen. We're going to preach for boldness. Hallelujah. We're going to stand for holiness. We're going to live right, righteous. We're going to live holy. You know, God will never tell you to do something without giving you the power to do it. Grace is not a license to sin. Grace is an empowerment to destroy sin. Glory to God. You got two angels that follow you each and every day. Goodness and mercy. Goodness and mercy. Goodness and mercy. Goodness and mercy. I don't need to know who needs to hear this, but you have two angels. Goodness and mercy. You're not going down. You're going over and beyond in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Because the word works. The word works. It works in every, the Bible says, glory to God. No good thing will he withhold from you. No good thing with he withhold from you. He won't, he won't hold back healing. He won't hold back uh, uh, prosperity. He won't hold back joy. Whatever you need, you can receive from God. What, you need peace. Things are going on, craziness in your family. You could have peace. Glory to God. He's the prince of peace. Hallelujah. He's here to help. He's not here to take away. He's not here to mess you up. No, if you would take the next six months and press in, buckle up, and say, you know what, Lord? I'm going to work the word in my life. Glory to God. As for me and my family, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to win souls. We're going to have souls priority number one. If it's not building a kingdom, we don't want to do it. If it's not building a kingdom, I don't want to do it. My wife and I know. If it's not building a kingdom, we're not, we're not doing it. We're not, we're not, I don't want to get involved with anything. If it's not building the kingdom of God, I don't, want, I don't want to touch it. I don't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole. Oh, but, man, there's a really good business that you can get involved in. And No, 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 no. No distractions. Distractions are sent by the devil. That's why you need the voice of the Holy Spirit. That's why you need the word. Because without the word, you can't determine what's right and wrong. The word, the word determines that. Who's the word? Jesus is the word. Without Jesus, without a relationship with the Lord, it's, you know, you're just going to keep putting your, your tires in the mud and not go anywhere. Right, Frankie? <laughs> you're going to break down on the highway and get stuck. But the Lord doesn't want you stuck. He wants you blessed. The Bible said what God has blessed, no man can curse. I'm here to remind you that you are blessed. I'm here to remind you that the devil's underneath your feet. I'm here to remind you that you're not going to go down. You're going to finish strong in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Overwhelming victory is your portion. Overwhel How many of you like overwhelming victory? Overwhelming victory, I like food, right? So I said, Lord, what's overwhelming victory? Overwhelming victory is going to a buffet with more than enough. It's like going to a buffet and, and you, have, you have your Italian cuisine, you have your Greek cuisine, you have your, your, your Spanish food. I mean, you have every single nation represented and you're just going to enjoy overwhelming victory. And you know what? There's no calories in none of it. Glory to God. That's what overwhelming victory is. Amen. Romans chapter 8. Go there real quick. Hallelujah. No, no weakness. No weakness. Zero weakness. You're not weak. You're not weak. Say, I'm not weak. 
God hates weak people because he, he really, he's got to be in heaven. Why are you so weak? Because weakness is not about the body of Christ. Was Jesus ever weak? Did Jesus ever struggle for anything? The Bible says in the book of John, as he was, so are we in this world. Jesus wasn't broke, busted, and disgusted. He, he had a treasurer. What does that tell you? He must have had money. Jesus wasn't begging for anything. When he, when, when, uh, they, when he died, what did they do with his clothes? They drew lots. He must have wore some nice stuff. That's why so many people have a problem with, with nice things. Oh, Christians got to live modest. You're a for Christ. You point everything for Christ. You know, somebody, I was at, um, I was in the airport, Enterprise, and somebody complimented my gold chain I had. And I said, wow, that's a really nice gold chain. I said, thank you. Well, where'd you get it? I said, you're not going to like where I got it from because most people don't. She said, well, what does that mean? Well, somebody gave it to me. What? Well, why did they give it to you? Well, they just felt lead. They felt someone put lead in their pockets and they just felt lead to me. I said, you guys know. Well, what do you do for a living? Well, I'm a preacher. Oh, you're one of those preachers. I said, what does that mean? What does that mean I'm one of those preachers? Couldn't you, you know, people always want to make excuses. But I, you don't, I, don't, I don't need excuses. I'm blessed and highly favored. Glory to God. I'm meant to be the head and not the tail. I'm not weak. I'm not poor. Poverty left me a long time ago when I gave my life to Christ. Amen. Poverty left me a long time. Say, poverty left me a long time ago. See, that's, a, that's, all, that's all, you know, the Bible says, as you, whatever you speak out of your heart, that's what comes out. You know, it's all in you. Glory to God. Did you find Romans chapter 8? This is the Apostle Paul writing. Um, Romans chapter 8, I should have told you a verse, right? <laughs> 31. Romans chapter 8, verse 31. And he's, Apostle Paul is asking questions. He says, what should we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who could be against us? I, I could just stop right there and just preach just on that. If God is for us, who could be against? Who's stronger than God? What devil thinks he's stronger than God? Next time sickness wants to try to come on you and your family, you stupid devil, you lose at everything. Who do you think you are? You get your hands off my child. The blood of Jesus is upon my child. You, you were paid for 2,000 plus years ago. You can't be against me. Don't you know my God? I, I dare you. I, I, I challenge you to speak that out next time something comes up in your family. Next time the devil tries to mess with you. You just remind him. You remind him where he's seated. He's underneath you. He's not over you. He's not on top of you. It's not you having an arm wrestle with the devil. No, he's been destroyed. He is the defeated foe. Amen? If God is for you, who could be against you? If God is for you, who could be against you? Say, if God is for me, who could be against me? You know, a lot of uh, what is three keys, four keys that I always talk about. There's praying, fasting, giving, but then there's also meditating. Meditating means to mummer, uh, muddle. I think I'm saying that wrong, but I feel good. It's when you repeat things over a murmur. Meditating is to murmur. So when I'm done praying and I felt the Lord, I just need to like stir my spirit up. I, I just start meditating on the word. God, if, if God is for me, who could be against me? 
If God is for me, who could be against me? I could do all things through Christ. If God is for, if God is for me. And you say a repetition equals revelation. You say it enough times where your spirit catches it. So when things in the natural try to come against you, and line up, no, 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 God is for me. No, God is for me. I'm not going down. No one's taking my house. No one's, no bank is taking my car. No, the finances are coming in. Sickness, woo. Sickness, what? Corona, who? God is for me. Who could be against me? God is for me. Who could be against me? God is for me. Who could be against me? God is for me. Who could be against me? Well, business is going. No, no, not my business. I work in the kingdom business. Glory to God. I'm on the kingdom economy. Glory to God. I've never had a bad day the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. God is for me. I could do all things through Christ. I could do all things. All means all. All means everything. Glory to God. I'm, I'm created and perfectly and wonderfully made in the image of God. I got the mind of Christ. You start spending weeks like that, days like that, hours like that. You driving to work. You know, you got to commute to go to work. You should start meditating on God's word. You get that into your spirit. Because when somebody has war on their heart, they're not going to stop. When the devil has war on his heart, he's not going to stop. He wasn't nice taking those things from you. He wasn't nice taking family members away from you. He wasn't nice stealing from you. John 10.10, 10, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He looks to see who he could devour. He, he has war on his heart. You don't need to, you got to understand that. He's not going to take it easy. But you have the greater one. Say, I have the greater one inside my spirit. I'm not going down. If God is for me, who could be against me? If God is for me, who could be against me? You want to start a business? Start a business. Well, don't you know, brother, that's a really bad time to start a business. The economy is really rough, and, and there's... It's really the time. No, no, no. God is for me. God is for my business. I'm a soul winner. I'm a tither. I'm a giver. I'm the righteousness of Christ. I'm the righteousness of Christ. God is for me. You know, it takes you to be a little crazy for God to, to, to step out. You know, think about Peter when he stepped out on the boat. He had, a, he had to be a little crazy. Well, Jesus says to come here. That's called faith, crazy faith. And the moment he stepped out of faith is the moment he began to sink. He noticed a distraction. What am I doing right now? It's not supposed to happen. It's not supposed to happen. How am I standing on this water? It's not. And then he sunk. But if you know if God is for you, why are you struggling? Who told you you're supposed to struggle? Who told you you're supposed to go down? Who told you you're supposed to be in debt? Who told you you're supposed to believe in the government? Who told you? Some of you have, it's like number one here, people watching online, it's like you have more faith in the government than God. You actually enjoy being sick because, you know, no one here, people online, because you get a paycheck from the government. Well, you know, if that money stops flowing, then I can't. What money? You're enslaved to the lender. You're enslaved to the government. Lord wants to set you free. Free means free. Free doesn't mean you're in a spiritual war and, and you're addicted. No. Free, you could be set free from lack from a stinking thinking, from a poverty mentality. Why would God want to be, make you broke, busted, and disgusted? That's why there's an attack on giving. Nobody wants to talk about giving. Nobody wants to talk about uh, supporting the church and, or spending money in the church and rebuilding a church. No, oh, well, you know. That's why I tell people proof that, that you're, you know, greed, there's no greed in your heart is that you're a giver. Because it's not about me. It's about the kingdom of God. I can't give to my father without him noticing, without him paying me back, because it's a test of the heart. Glory to God. If God is for you, who could be against you? 
if God is for you? Who's going to stop you soul winning? God is for you. God is with you. You know, I, I liken it to this. You know, countless times you can read the Bible, and how many times, you know, just in Psalms 91, you always hear, God is for you, God is for you, God is for you. It's like, you know, me calling call Pastor Corey and say, Pastor Corey, I'm for you, you're my friend. Whatever you need, I'm going to be there for, whenever. Oh, great, Mike. Pastor Corey's really excited. Wow, thanks, Mike, that's so great. I call him up the next day, Pastor Corey, you're my best friend. Whatever you need, whenever you need anything, you can count on me. Doesn't that sound like a good friend? Doesn't that sound nice? Call him the next day. Just want to remind you, Pastor Corey, I love you. You're the best, man. I, I'm always going to be by your side. You could always trust me. At this point, Pastor Corey knows why I'm talking about. I love him. I can call Mike anytime I want, and he'll answer. Well, guess what? Pastor Corey's driving one day. He's got a flat tire. What does he do? Oh, I know. I could call my friend Mike. I could call my buddy Mike. He's going to be there for me. He's been calling me nonstop every single day, three times a day, calling me, coming to my house, uh, just being always in my face. I can call Mike. How messed up would it be if he calls me and says, yeah, you know, I, I can't deal with it, sorry. What, now, why do people think that's like God? Why do people that like, why do people like it? If God constantly always says in his word, I'm always going to be there for you. I'm never going to leave you. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be your provider. I'm going to be your healer. I'm going to be your source of joy, your provision, uh, peace. Whatever you need, you can count on me. And the moment something happens, they rely on the government. But if you would just take five seconds and understand that God is truly on your side. This is not just smoke and mirrors. This is not just some words written uh, 2,000 years ago that has no power. This is the written word of God. This is God speaking to me. That this word is God's word speaking to me. That he's not forsaken me. That he doesn't, he, he still loves me. They still got a plan for me. I'm not going down. I'm going to go over. I, he's on my side. I'm being victorious. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's what you need to have in your spirit. You're not going down. It's not a struggle. Struggle who? Struggle lost me 10 years ago. Glory to God. I'm not struggling anymore. I'm an overcomer. I'm an achiever. The greater one. If God is for me, who could be against me? Glory to God. Who says I can't win souls? Who says I, it's not for me? Who says it? Well, you know, that's for the younger people. I'm old now. Old what? Who told you you were old? Who told you that you were old? You're not old. There's plenty of life in you. Amen. And this week, you're going to see life come into your spirit. You're going to see strength come into your spirit. You're not going to finish last. You're going to finish first. You're, you're not, I'm here to declare the word of the Lord. You're not, no more last place. You're going to finish first. You will be the head instead of the tail. You're going to be the head instead of the tail. Because the greater one is on you. The greater one lives in you. If God is for you, who could be against you? Nobody. Every single devil assigned to your life leaves in Jesus' mighty name. I said every single devil that's assigned to your life leaves in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Something's happening right now. Just lift your hands. Close your eyes. The anointing of God is here right now. The anointing of God. You're not going to finish last. You're not going to finish last. Hallelujah. There's the anointing of God coming on you, both of you.
You're not going to finish last. I forbid you to finish last. You are to be overachievers. You walk in the anointing. It's like you're under flow and things just happen for you. Things that are supposed to be laid up for you. I see it coming into your hands in the name of Jesus. It's a fire of the Holy Ghost coming on you in Jesus' name. That's it. Jesus. That's a fire of the Holy Ghost. That's the fire of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' mighty name. Kabroma Kanda. Shombrati Radando Shaka Shindanda Sanda. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Kambraso Mando. Ribatsato. Kol Ramakati. Ratsato Mandi. Ribabasata. Robo Shoto Manda. Hallelujah. Romans 12. Romans 12, chapter 2. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of, of this world. Glory to God. Don't copy the behaviors and the customs of this world. But let God, someone say, let God train into a new person by changing the way I think. That's how, that's how it works. That's how it works. You need the Holy Spirit to change the way you think. You need to get rewired. It's a renewing of the mind. It's a brainwashing. It's a cleansing where you look around and say, you know what, I, that abandoned building, that's, that's going to be a Bible school. Glory to God. You see that, that abandoned uh, building? No, those are going to be apartments where we could put people in that are believing God for breakthrough. And no, that's going to be used for the kingdom. You, you just start walking around the city and say, oh, wait, that's, that's another coffee shop. Wait, that's a, that's a diner? Wow, that's a diner, Holy Ghost diner going up. They're serving rivers of joy. Glory, that's that new wine. Glory to God. That's the renewing of the mind. Where someone said, well, don't you know how much money you need for that? Don't you know how, who my father is? That he owns all the gold and silver? He owns all the gold and silver? I, I'm not going down. The world might look like it's going down. But as long as I'm here, I'm going up and over. Hallelujah. As long as you're still here, you're going up and over. Poverty who? No, I'm, I'm meant to take land. I'm meant to take land. I see you taking land. I see property coming into your possession. I see property. Oh, brother, don't you know that's impossible? Don't you know, my God? Don't you know, my God? I'm not meant to finish last. I'm finishing first place. Glory to God. I meant to, I meant to flourish. This is the land the Lord has given me. We're going to flourish. Hallelujah. Cincinnati is the land of milk and honey. Yes, there may be some giants, but we can surely take the land. We can surely take the land. I see us taking land. I see us winning souls. I see us shaking. I see us shaking Cincinnati for the power of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Cobra Makati. Ramandoso Mandata. Kibrato. Crazy what? We spell crazy with a capital K. Glory to God. We're not going down. This is the eyes of faith. This is the eyes of faith. This is actually the gift of faith I feel right now. Mando shadikato, moshati, ramanjodo. That properties will just be buildings, land, real estate will just be the deeds, the title deeds are in the church's name. Glory to God. Baso mandi, rabaso, kimbramando do. People want to be, people want to see legacies. People want legacies. People want to be known for things. That's what's going to happen. Land's going to be left up. I see the work you're doing. If I put it in your hands, I know people are always going to remember me. That's what's going to happen. Millionaires, 
that owns property, real estate. That's what they say. I see what you're doing there. Listen, I'm going to put it in your hands. Just always remember me. Always, okay, no problem. Thank you, sir. Mando saki, rabasato, makato, masati, rabasika. The impossible being possible. Where the, where the anointing of God is, that's where the impossible comes. Our job is just to do the natural. What did Moses do? He just lifted up his hand with a rod. What did Moses do when he had a cross with everybody? He, he just looked at the ocean, lifted up his hands, and God did the supernatural. I see God doing the supernatural here this week and then the weeks to come in Jesus' name. You're in the right place. You're in the position to receive. And I see you receiving. I see God moving things. The Bible says that he's the rewarder of your faith. I see your faith being increased this week in Jesus' mighty name. And there's no devil that can stop you. Every morning, I'm telling you, this is for somebody watching. It's like it's going to be a, a trial, an attack every day to get here. This is what I, this is for something. It's going to be a trial. It's going to be a trial. But if you just get things in priority, if you understand the devil has only so many cards he can play. And once he's exposed, the hands, you know, his plate, and that's it. If you would take the steps to come out on, on Wednesday afternoon, Thursday afternoon, today's Wednesday, Thursday afternoon, Friday afternoon. If you would make plans to get involved, to see Cincinnati shaken by the power of God, I'm telling you, you're going to receive blessings from God. It's not just some smoke dream. It's not just I'm saying it. Pastor Corey didn't tell me to say it. This is going to be the greatest event Cincinnati has ever seen. They think these concerts are going to be good? No, no, no. This is the best thing for the economy. Getting people saved, getting people plugged in, delivered, set free, transformed, getting people raised up in their Bible school. Glory to God. That's what's going to happen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is what I feel to do right now. If you know it's you, that you say to yourself, you know what, Evangelist Mike? There's some things I need the Holy Ghost to do. I need, I need your boldness. You don't need my boldness. You need the Holy Ghost's boldness. And this is what I feel in my spirit, that I want to pray for people tonight to receive that boldness by the Holy Spirit. Where if you could be honest with God, Lord, I, you know what I'm afraid about. You know how I speak sometimes. You know, I, I get nervous talking to people. If you would be bold enough to say, you know what, I'm going to put it on the altar tonight. And I'm going, to, I'm going to go out this week. I'm going to take a healthy day from work. You call your boss and say, this, uh, this minister says, I, I'm going to take a healthy day. They have smoking breaks. They have uh, mental health break days. You're going to take a healthy day. I challenge somebody here. And you're going to do what the Lord wants you to do. What is that? Win souls. Get involved this week. We're meeting every, here every Wednesday, every day until Saturday to flyer. You don't need to even talk to anybody. You can let me do all the talking. This is the truth. But if I, if I, if I get you to see how easy it is, you're going to want to slap your friend. It's that easy. If I get you to see how, how less of an effort it is, you're going to say, why, why I haven't been doing this all my whole entire life? It took me five minutes to pray for 25 students. One kid came and shook my hand and said, thank you. I really needed to hear that. Thank you so much. I prayed that prayer. That meant a lot to me. One person. If we could reach one person. If everyone here could reach one person. One person. We would, we would build an army. We would build an army. 
and the gates of hell won't prevail. We'll be the forces pushing back, not in my city. You're not doing this for you. You're doing this for your family. You're doing this for the next generation. You're not reaching the loss for anybody else but that you love the Lord and you want to see your city shaken. And if you know you need to get up here and just for that boldness, don't let the devil hold you back. I felt the Lord direct me as I was ministering and praying. I felt the Lord speak to me and say, impart boldness. Impart boldness. I said, okay. This is, this is life and death. This is mission impossible. Because we're going to go out. We're going to reach people. The people nobody wants. People everyone forgot about. We're going to reach those people. And just by the power of God, you'll change. We have that photo. We have that photo ready. Put that photo of this, this gentleman. I, I, I want to share this, and I'm going to pray for people. This is my friend. I met him in Texas. We were doing a crusade in Texas. He just got out of jail. His daughter, his family, he was homeless. He had his wife. We had a sign that said "free groceries," and his wife said, "You better be there because we need groceries." We have nothing. And he comes. And I, I, I do an altar call. And I pray for people to get saved. And then I pray, I, I pray for people to get healed. His daughter, while he was in jail, broke her leg. Her leg was, was broken and it healed wrong. So when they took the cast off, her leg was crooked. She couldn't walk. She would drag her foot. Every time she did something, she would fall and trip. There was no pleasure in life. And the father and the mother had no money to get it. It's costly. They don't do it. And I said, um, tonight you're going to see miracles tonight. If you're sick in your body, if there's something wrong, I want you to come, and I'm going to pray, and we're going to see Jesus do miracles. Well, this guy humbled himself. He said, sir, I said, look at my daughter's legs. And I saw it. It's crooked. Do you think Jesus could heal her? I said, I don't think. I know. I know. Well, that would be great. And so we prayed. I'm not a healer. I'm a child of God. I'm, I'm just somebody that's just crazy enough to say, God, use me in these last days to reach people. I'm just somebody that's desperate to see my generation shaken to see the body of Christ, eyes lit up and mobilized to win the loss. So I said, yes. I straightened up her leg. I said, in Jesus' name, be healed. And all of a sudden, her leg turned, and it stayed that way. I said, do something you couldn't do. And the daughter started running. She started running. I had the whole video on my, on my Instagram or somewhere. And the guy said to me, he saw his daughter's face lighten up. He says, there's nothing I could pay for. There's nothing I could possibly do. Thank you so much. And I said, I'm going to pray for you. And I prayed for him. Because then he told me, if he didn't see those signs, free groceries, he said, I'd probably be drinking right now and drunk and in a lot of trouble. But I, and he, he said, I came here just because of those signs to get free groceries. And he said, I'm leaving with much more. He gave his heart to the Lord. We prayed that God would give him a job. You know, the gospel is, is, is a turnaround point. It's good news. Repenting means turn around. Leave your wicked ways into holy ways. And then show the next picture. 
That's him. The last event we had, not too long ago, last year. He came to my same event just to come and meet me. He said, my friend, I've been at a, he got plugged into a local Spanish church. He's been reading the word. He's been pressing in. His life's totally, he's got a job now. He's not homeless anymore. His kids are happy. He just came from work. He had paint all over him. That's what the gospel does. There's, there's somebody here right now, you're just that crazy enough to go out and reach the lost. You're just that, you know what? What else do I got to lose? It takes you being serious with the Lord. Say, Lord, I'm going to run for you. Just like I said to myself when I was in, Lord, I'm going to run for you. Being now is the easiest. The hardest thing is going out one-on-one. -on -one. But it's not possible. But if you're in this room and you know you need, you, need, you need boldness in your life, whether it's a lot or a little, I want to invite you up. I want to pray for you. I want you to come right now. Thanks for listening to the MJV Ministries podcast. If you would like to stand with us as we preach the gospel and make a kingdom impact, consider becoming one of the thousand monthly partners we are believing for. To learn more, go to mjvministries.com partner.